I mean, how many are happy to be in the house today? Amen. Here's here's the deal, it, and, and we, we got a guest we got a guest speaker in, great friend, and uh, you know the the cool thing is is that uh, you know Scotty and I our relationship is pretty deep, you know, and we go back quite a ways. But man, the last couple of years has really been getting uh, better and better, and I'm looking forward to what God has in our future. And one of the things that's always uh, a privilege for a pastor, I believe, is the ability to share great relationships with the body and know that, uh, you know what, you're, you're going to be better. If you, if, you can, if you can open yourself up today, I, I, don't know, I don't know what place you're coming from. I know that here we are, we're in this place, but we're, none of us are in the same place. We are all over the place. Look at somebody tell them we are all over the place. But the God that we serve can reach us regardless of the place we're at. And if, you, if you'll be open today, uh, we, we honestly believe and, and, and we could prove it. You know, there's, there's people walking around here that should have been dead. There's families that are strong that should have been destroyed. There's, there's all kinds of evidence of, of, of God at work. And if you can open yourself up today, you, you can leave this place in a better place than the one that you came in from. And God, God's going to bless your life. I want you to do me a favor. Would you just welcome Scotty Grulay to the platform, Tucson, Arizona. Scotty's in the house. Hey, y'all, good morning. Anybody love the Lord with all your heart, all your soul? Come on, stand up with me and shout if you love the Lord. Just let him know. Let him know he's the best. We love you, Jesus. High five somebody and tell them you look good. High five somebody else, tell them you look good. Yeah. Well, we had a great time last night, and I know that some of you were here. And if you were here, somebody shout if you were here last night. A few of you. A couple of you. Praise the Lord. And uh, we talked about being lazy. And um, what I want you to do is, if you were not here last night, I would like to ask you to go to your live stream, and I need someone who was here last night to help me and say, uh-huh, that they should go and watch that message on, don't be lazy anymore. Someone say, I'm not lazy. That's not an easy message to preach, but it was sure fun last night. And uh, we laughed. Did you like it? Well, today, let's go to Acts chapter 2. I want to continue, and then uh, you guys that missed it last night, go over to live stream and just watch that time together. It's got points. It's got verses. Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. And let me put these little bifocals on, like my pastor friend Tom. How many of you love your pastor and Shelby with all your heart? So last night, uh, we were getting in the car, and we were doing something, and, and we are getting to get in the car, and, sh and Pastor Shelby was in the back seat. And I said, oh, no, no, no. You're the first lady and the last lady. Come on, somebody. How many of you glad your pastor's still married? I need some help right there. How many of you love your pastors, and you're glad they're married? For like 400 years so far. But she was in the back seat. I said, no, 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 you get in the front seat. 
And uh, she goes, no, I'm going to ride in the back. I said, no, Shelby, Pastor Shelby, you get in the front seat. She goes, no, I'm going to ride back here. I said, Shelby Ann, get in the front seat. And she looked at her husband. She goes, how does he know my middle name? And I'm standing. I said, I'm prophetic. I saw your mail. No. <laughs> Prophets read mail, get it. Ba-boom. Come on, somebody. No, but last time I've been with Pastor Tom before, and I asked what her middle whole name was, and he told me, and my wife's middle name is Ann. Come on, somebody. But it shocked her. It was pretty cool. Shelby Ann, you know, get in the front seat. Like, amen. Well, let's pray. And I want to talk to you this morning. Please watch, and you heard everyone cheering into, if, if you've, if you've, we're all lazy at times. It, it was a very, uh, you're, you, you are awesome and very easy to preach and to prophesy and uh, pulling on the things of God. So it was fun, but it was real. Come on, somebody. It was, it was, it was, we laughed, but we also got some serious looks on our face. Today, I, I want to talk to you about a subject that you all know about. You know about the Holy Spirit. Most of you know him. Most some walk with him, and some don't walk with him every day. They just go to church, and and uh, so I want to share something that God placed on my heart for your church. Are you guys excited this morning? Come on, put a hand up. Put put, a, put at least one hand up. Maybe the other hand on your heart, which is a sign of covenant. When they would lift their hand to the Lord and place a hand on their heart, Father, we are good soil. Someone say, I'm good soil. Lord, put the word in deep. Holy Spirit, do a work this morning like you did last night. Thank you, God, for sending us the comforter, the one that comes alongside us, the one who empowers us, the one who strengthens us. Somebody help me out. The one who teaches us all things, the one who opens up the word to us, the one who seals what Jesus did for us inside of our lives. He, he is the one who walks with us and talks with us and helps us and comforts us. Thank you for the living, breathing power of God that hovered over the planet and that living, breathing power of God hovers over us. God, it feels like revival a year ago. Woo! When you blew the roof off our church, God, in Tucson, Arizona, blow the roof off of our lives today. Lord, I'm looking at a people that love you, that care, and they love souls. God, help us today that we would leave here different. If you love the Lord, give them a big shout and a big praise. Somebody say, oh yeah. oh yeah! Acts chapter 2. You know what happened in Acts chapter 1. They tarried, they waited. Uh, 1 through 8, they were waiting for the promise of the Father. If you have ever read Acts, you know this is a book of doing, of movement, of, of accomplishing its action. And last night we talked about the difference in your life from, from saying, I will. People in a wedding don't say, I will. And the preachers ask, I always wondered, why did you do that, Lord? Why, why do we say those vows like that? Will you honor? Will you cherish? Will you love? Will you respect? Whatever kind of traditional or contemporary service they're doing, the question is, will you, will you, will you? But we don't answer with, I will. We answer with, see everyone say it, we answer with, say it loud like you said it last night, say it one, two, three, I do. Because I do is present tense. I will is, ah, uh, you could put it off. It's like I might, 
I could change my mind because it's future tense. But we are looking at a people today. I'm looking at people who say, I do. I do love you, Lord. Come on, somebody. I do love my wife or, or, or you love your husband. I've been married 34 years. Come on, somebody. That's an accomplishment in my generation. Eight grandbabies now, three full-grown kids, all in ministry full-time. And I'm blessed that God has done that in my life. But it's been through the power of the Holy Spirit. So they waited, and you know the story. Uh, they waited, they tarried, the crowd got smaller. You know, the crowd is fickle. They'll clap on Palm Sunday and wave branches, Hosanna in the highest, and then just a week later, give us Barabbas, crucify that guy. Come on, somebody. The crowd stands in the fa fans in the stands will cheer a football team, cheer your favorite soccer team, cheer their favorite band, and then if something goes on, then they're fickle. I don't like them anymore. Come on, somebody. Right? So... The crowd got fickle, the followers left, and it went from hundreds and hundreds down to just 120 in the upper room. They got filled in Acts chapter 2. Let's pick it up. Uh, let's do, can you start in verse 1? Are you all excited today? Yeah. I'm excited. I'm going to read it because it's a little hard to see up here. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord. They were in a Honda in one place. <laughs> and suddenly there came a sound. How many of you like the suddenlies of God? I love the suddenly. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues of, like as of fire. And it sat upon each of them. Someone say it sat on them. That, was a, that would have been a crazy moment. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. We're going to keep rolling. And they were dwelling in Jerusalem, Jews, devout men, out of every nation under heaven. There were all kinds of nations. Now, when this was noise abroad, the multitudes came together and were confounded because that they, every man and woman, and the children that were gathered in that crowd, heard them speak in their own language. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Behold, are not these all which speak Galileans? So they knew. They had short, crappy hair. They had big noses. They had short, crappy, dark hair. And they were olive-colored skin. Galileans had a certain look. It was short, crappy little afros. Come on, somebody. And... Uh, and now how do we hear, and we, how, we, how hear we every man in our own tongue wherein we were born? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and the dwellers of Mesopotamia, Tomia, Tamia, and Judea, and Cappadocia, and Pont Pontus, and Asia, Pergia, and Pamphylia, in Egypt, and in the parts of Libya and Cyrene, and strangers of Rome, Jews and proselytes alike, Cretans and Arabians, we do hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. Someone say, the wonderful works. Say it like it's wonderful. Go. The wonderful works of God. Hey, have you seen Wonder Woman yet? Oh, if you have, it's okay. 
because there are some wonder women in this room. Come on, somebody. Get out that lasso of truth. Come on, somebody. And uh, let's keep rolling. And they were all amazed and were in doubt. So they're amazed and in doubt, saying one to the other, what does this mean? Others were mocking. These men are full of new wine. Some were amazed and some were mocking. They're drunk. They're full of new wine. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, You men of Judea and all you that dwell in Jerusalem, be it known unto you and hearken to my words. Here it comes. For these are not drunken as you suppose, seeing it is but 9 a.m. in the morning. The third hour of the day is 9 a.m. by the Jewish time and Jewish calendar. It's 9 o'clock. They're not drunk like you think they're drunk. It is the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel in Joel chapter 2. It was prophesied. Can you read it out loud for me those, for those watching online? Like a church that reads scripture loud together. One, two, three, go. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, not some, and your sons and your daughters shall, and your young men shall, and your old men shall. We're going to keep reading. Go. And on my servants and on my handmaidens, I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall they shall come on touch your neighbor say prophesy come on say it with a little bit of an attitude prophesy how many know it's either prophetic or it's pathetic keep rolling and i will show signs and wonders in the heaven above and signs in the earth beneath blood and fire and vapor and smoke Woo! the sun shall be turned into darkness the moon into blood before that great and notable day of the lord come and it shall come to pass that whatsoever, that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be, shall be. I want to talk to you today. <laughs> the birth of the church had a mixed reaction. Just like the birth of this church had a mixed reaction. The birth of the garden, it was a mixed reaction when it was when God told Pastor Tom and Shelby to start this church. Some people liked it, some people didn't like it, some people were wondering what would happen. But how many of you know when you're under the influence, something happens? <laughs> I want to ask you, you better raise your hands because liars die and go to heaven, uh, hell. They do go to heaven too, but we got to repent of it. How many of you have ever been drunk? Raise your hand if you have ever... Raise up your hands, you... Look at all the hands. Can you look around? That's a, put your hands back up for a second. And all the five-finger discount people have ever stolen something, put your hands up. Oh, more hands went up. Oh, my gosh. How many of you ever lied? Every hand better go up or you are dying and going to hell. We all sin and fall short of the glory of God. And something happened to us where we got under the influence and it changed our lives. Hey, these guys are drunk. They're drinking new wine. They, they, they got that good stuff going on. They got the 110 proof lighted on fire. 
It was better than anything. How many of you know that there's no high like the most high God? No high. I'm having more fun with my Savior than the world can have with their sin. I'm having more fun than you are. Come on, somebody. Can you imagine standing in Walmart and being under such an influence of the Holy Spirit that you stand there and go, I'm having more fun than you are. In Walmart, people go, whoa, hey, I'm going to walk away from that. That, that person been drinking something over there. They're, ha! I did cocaine. I did speed, I did acid, and ended up in rehab twice when I was younger. Most of y'all know my story from last time that I was here, so I'm not going to belabor the point. The point is, in my day when I was younger, it was black beauties, uppers and downers, quaaludes, stuff like that. But when God got a hold of my life, and, the, and your life, come on somebody, and when he came into my life, I didn't, I didn't need... AA, I didn't need to get the coin, and I'm not downing it. I get it that it helped some people, I didn't, but I didn't need that. It was a Holy Ghost fire came over me and burned off that stuff that was in my life, and I got out of the rehab the second time, and God radically transforms our lives because we get under the influence. This church is under the influence. Come on, somebody. The spirit-filled person gets to be on fire. And the spirit-filled person gets to speak the right things. The spirit-filled person gets to name things and declare things. The spirit-filled person gets to answer questions. Come on, somebody. Someone asks a question, I can, you can answer that. Because the Bible says always be ready to give a, 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 a reason, an answer for the hope that lies within you. I said, the Bible says to always be ready. Don't be lazy. Someone say, don't be lazy. There's a reason why I'm doing both of these together. One, the Holy Spirit told me to. But we are people that are under the influence. Have you ever seen someone under the influence? Come on, somebody. Jesus said, be careful when all men speak well of you. Be careful when all men and women speak well of you. That's intense. Be very careful when all men and women speak well of you. Ooh, it's quiet. That's okay, though. I'm going to keep going. We walk, we talk, and we breathe. There's a walk, there's a talk, come on somebody, what we say, and then there's the breath, the breath, the telpanelstros, breath of God. The word where God said that he breathes on us, Jesus breathed on them, they received the Holy Spirit. God breathed and, 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 uh, into Adam and then created Eve. The telpanelstros breath of God is on your life. How many of you are glad that that breath changed your life? I need to hear something this morning. That breath got inside of you 
And you can't be lazy. I told him last night, Christian and lazy are not synonymous terms. Laziness is selfishness. We are here for one reason and one reason only. To advance the gospel and to win people to Christ. How many want to win people to the Lord? Then you got to get under the influence. There is no high like the most high God. I'm high when I get up in front of 400,000 people. I'm high when I've gotten up in front of 50,000 people. And I'm high when I'm snowboarding with 50 young men that are snowboarders. Because I'm a very good snowboarder. Someone say, praise the Lord. I've been snowboarding for a long time, and I'm good. But I'm high on the Holy Spirit when I'm high on, on the mountain. Come on. John Denver. You're like, are you always like this? Ask my wife. Are you always like this, Pastor Scotty? People ask me that. Ask Tom. I'm always like this. I'm never sitting around going, well, Christianity sucketh. <laughs> well, the Christian walk is boring, and there's nothing to do, and I, I don't know if we're going to make it. Ever watch drunk people? If you're taking notes or have your phone, please break it out right now. When you're drunk, everyone looks good. Please write these notes down because it will change in your phone. When you're drunk, everyone looks good. When you're under the influence of the Holy Spirit, every come on, somebody. When you're a Christian, every you look, you look good. You look good. When we're not under the influence, like, you suck. When we're not under the influence of the Holy Spirit, we're like, I wouldn't care if they died. There are Christians that think like that. And when they make your skin crawl when you see somebody, even believers feel that way with someone that shanked them in the liver, come on somebody, and hurt them and put you in a prison. But when you're under the influence, like, you look good. When you're under the influence, you can walk up to them in a restaurant, put your hand on their shoulder, and heap coals of fire on their head. Come on, somebody. I got some fire. I'm going to heat some coals. Good to see you. Everybody looks good when you're drunk. Did you get it? Okay. Number two, drunk people move when others don't. <laughs> drunk people move when others won't. They're When you're under the influence, move. Get out the way. Get out the way. Move. The older people are like, what song is that? The younger know. Move. Do something. We talked a lot last night about doing and moving and getting unlazy. But when you're under the influence, you move. We can't stand. We can't stand and worship like this. We can't, we can't do this in worship. (laughs) 
Now, if your back hurts, there's no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. I need some help right there. There, there, there are times when the honored, the older citizens have to sit down because the younger want to worship for 400 hours. <laughs> and we get that. But as Christians, let's move. Don't be someone that's still. Be someone that's under the influence of the Holy Spirit. This church is moving. This church is growing. This church is doing something in the city. This church had four million children in here the other day. I saw the picture. I'm like, my God, do something. Our Harvest Festival had 17,363 children last year for a free impact. This city, we've been doing it eight years. And even after the roof blew off and the building was being worked on, we still did our event. We still moved. We still did something. Do something. Will you touch your neighbor and say, do something? Do, say it with more passion. Do something. <laughs> Number three, drunk people don't know what time it is. And they don't care. So I know what time it is right now. Because last night I went a little over, and pastor said, we do 75-minute services on Sunday, Scotty. I went, yes, sir. <laughs> Sorry, I was drunk last night. <laughs> is that online? Like, that could mess you up, huh? They don't know what time it is. Why worry about... Now, you we do things on time at church, but I'm talking about, don't worry about the time. The people who are under the influence, it's like, oh, read a little bit of Bible, and I'm going to read, do my devotions. I haven't done them in a year, and I'm going to do my devotions in you know, the Lord. And <laughs> We'll be on time for our movie. Oh, my God. We'll be on time for our, we'll be on time for everything else when it comes to God. And how special this place is, we instantly, oh, let's just come, come on in. To... Why would anyone miss 15 minutes worth of worship? Because most don't do it at home. And don't even act like you can get the, the nutrition that the body gets when you're with the body. Elbow supplies to each joint, the arm, the wrist, the fingers, the hand, ankle bone connected to the knee. Come on, somebody. We need each other, and that's why we get this here. And it's different than when we're alone, and our alone time with God is good. But drunk people, they're drunk because of, those guys have been drinking. How do we all hear in our language that we, what? I'm from Egypt. Woo! I under, you, you, Whoa! They're drunk, but they're under the influence. I want to know if anyone's under the influence of the Holy Spirit in your life. Come on, let, let, let God see it. Are we really? Because people under the influence will be standing in line at the grocery store, and the, and the Holy Spirit says, tell them about me. Tell them about Jesus now. Huh? God, shh, not right now. No, tell Susie about me. She's ready. I, I won't tell you anything to say that isn't good for you. So, and you can say it because I prepared her heart. I said, not right now. I'm in the line in the supermarket. God, tell your Holy Spirit to be quiet. Right, Come on. 
We stand in line and God tells us to say something and we don't. But people under the influence. <laughs> I got a word from, you, from the Lord for you. <laughs> now don't walk like that. I'm trying to illustrate, right? <laughs> you can't do that. But in your spirit, you're... This is a little crazy. But don't let them see it. But let them feel the power of God in your life. I don't show up at big conferences or small conferences going, well, I, I, I don't have a word. You brought me out here and flew me out here and put me up. And, uh, but I don't have anything to say. God says he will fill the words in your mouth. God says the word goes out and it accomplishes what it's sent for it to do. It says, this is a promise. You can shout. It will not come back void. It will do what you send it forth to do. But you can't be lazy. And you got to get intoxicated. Jesus didn't tell you not to get drunk. He showed you how to get drunk. Now, we're not supposed to be drunk the world's way and being filled that way. We're supposed to be filled with the Spirit of the living God. We're supposed to not drink and get drunk the way we used to. I don't drink at all as a pastor, and I didn't come here to talk about drinking or not drinking. But what I'm talking about is when I see Jesus in Scripture, I'm like, I want what that guy's drinking. <laughs> What's he drinking? I want some of that. What's he eating? I want some of what he's eating. I have food and water and food that you've never eaten before and water that if you drink of it, you'll never be thirsty again. How many of you want to eat and drink what Jesus is eating? I want to party like he's partying. I've been on this wild ride for 34 years and it just gets better. Come on, someone say it just gets better. What are we on? Number what? I'll get as far as I can, and I'll get farther next service. Number four, drunk people, <laughs> drunk people don't get hurt easy. <laughs> they don't get hurt. When you're under the influence, you don't get offended. Drunk people don't get hurt easy. They could jump off a building, and they'll... That was awesome. <laughs> Did y'all see that? Yeah, we thought you died. I'm raised up right now. They don't get hurt easy. And we know the stats. When they get in accidents, other people die and they don't. Why? Because they're like... Somehow, they're so relaxed and so filled up with the wrong stuff then in the accident, people who are stiff and not under the influence, they don't survive, but they survive. So I wonder if these guys got filled like that and the people thought that all 120 of them were drinking new wine. And I wonder if they were just 
loose. Come on, somebody. I wonder if they were just passionate. I wonder if that Holy Spirit just caused them not to get hurt, not to get offended. I'm preaching really good this morning. Not to take on someone else's offense. Not to, not to be divisive or to sow division and to get gossip out of our lives. Just be like, Drunk people don't get hurt. When you're under the influence, number five, drunk people display obvious body language. Oh, y'all, come on. You, oh, you said, said you were drunks? Come on, somebody. <laughs> obvious body language. Some people are angry drunks. Some of you are angry bad drunks. Then other people, their obvious body language, other drunks are like, oh, joyful, laughing, crazy, obvious body language. I wonder if we're under the influence of the Holy Spirit, if we could have obvious body language. I love you. I love you. I'm praying for you. I believe God. Man, I want to lay hands on you. Can I hug you? Welcome to the garden. Can I do something? Because I'm not lazy. Come on, somebody. Obvious body language that's not like wonder when this guy's going to be done. I was next to a guy in my truck. He was in his truck. He was obviously drunk in his truck. I called 911 and said, hey, I'm following this truck. Here's his license plate. He's drunk. He's all over the road. I get up next to him. And he rolls down his window and goes, hey, hey, you. I rolled down my window. He doesn't know I got 911. You're going to jail, buddy. He's all, flips me the bird, says the bad word at me. I'm not going to tell you which bad one, but the worst one. So now you know. Come on, somebody. He says a bad word. You, beep, I'm not going to do it, but I, what I did back to him was, because I'm under the influence too, I went, the Bible tells me it was a descending dove. <laughs> and he looked at me, what the heck are you talking about, descending dove? And I was like, I love you, brother. Fifteen seconds later, I went, Obvious body language. I had to hold him there and talk to him while he's flipping me. Obvious. I think our body language should be obvious to the world. Not like, I gotta go to church today. <laughs> Hurry up, kids! Get dressed! We gotta get the. You better move it! What are we on? Number six, drunk people repeat themselves. You just said that. I did? And they say it. You just said that 15 times. When you're under the influence, you say the same thing that God says. Repetition is good. 
emulating what Jesus said and saying it is good. Say what he says. Do what he said you could do. Go where he says you. I'm ministering to somebody today in this service. This service is almost over. Do, go, say, speak, do what he said. Go where he tells you to go because he'll never tell you to go somewhere that's not good for you to go. He'll never tell you to say something that's not good for you to say and it already opened the heart of that person already. He'll never lead you in some direction that's not good for you. And you can trust that. Jesus got under the influence. Come on, somebody. Dove, descending dove, came down on him. This is my son. Woo! Yes, I am. In whom I'm well pleased. Woo! That's my dad. He's pleased with me. And all men want to hear their dad say that. Why did Jesus need that reassurance in front of an estimated 70,000 people were coming to be baptized? So let's just say there were 30,000 that day. Why did he need that? Because he was in the flesh. After it was done, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Listen you to him. He leaves. The Holy Spirit led him to the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. What's the first thing the devil said to Jesus? If you are the Son of God, get your identity straight. It's the very thing that the enemy attacks in your life. If you're a daughter, if you're a son of God, if you are a Christian, if, 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 and Jesus said, it is written, get behind me, Satan. You're not going to tempt the Lord your God. He had just heard, this is my son. And then the devil's all, if you are. What up, Jesus? If you are. He had to stand on his intoxication. One asked the worship team to come up here. I did good, Pastor Tom. It's a miracle. You know, huh? Because Pastor Scotty can roll. Number seven, drunk people will talk to anybody, anywhere, anytime. Uh-huh. We're almost done. They're coming up. Give me a couple more minutes. Drunk people talk to anybody, anywhere, anytime. Why aren't we like that as Christians? Those guys are drunk. They're drinking new wine. And we have the new wine. Come on, Garden Church. You have the new wine, not old wineskins. You have the new wineskins and the new wine. Could we talk to everybody, everywhere, anytime? My, our worship is awesome. You need to come experience our worship. Woo, my pastor, he's the bomb.com. And if you come to church, it will be on like Donkey Kong, or at least ping and pong. Boop. Boop. You guys start flowing softly. Number eight, drunk people don't care about tomorrow. I'm speaking to somebody today. Because I see people and I'm tired of seeing them not drunk. What I love is walking into a church that's in love and intoxicated by Jesus. I love when you are worshiping. Every time I'm here and when I watch online, you are totally in love with God. But yet there's still areas that we could all work on. Come on, somebody. Just like we're not all lazy, but we talked about it last night in the areas where we are lazy. Number nine, drunk people don't know when to quit. Wouldn't it be really awful if Pastor Tom quit? Come on, somebody help me. Or if Todd decided to quit? 
The devil doesn't quit. You can get a diagnosis of cancer and the devil won't quit just because you got cancer. He's going to move on and attack your family and your children, whether you survive it and get healed or go home. He doesn't quit just because you quit. Quit quitting. Drunk people don't know when to quit. They don't know. They don't, they, they don't know. Drunk, drunk people, they don't know when to quit. Number 10. Is this okay today? Has it made any sense? Drunk people, drunk people talk the truth. Most drunks don't lie. Are you drunk? Yes! Did you have a little bit to drink with the police officer? Yeah, maybe a little. I think I had a little. A little bit. Drunk people talk the truth, number 10. Number 11, drunk people aren't afraid of a fight. You see a drunk... Come here, all of you. I'm Popeye the Sailor Man. They're not afraid of a fight. Number 12, you got it? Drunk people, and we're right on time. Drunk people give things away. Sounds like how we should be as Christians. Drunk people give things away, and it sounds like what we should be doing. You want this? Here, take it. You can have it. Yeah. I'm giving it to you. You give things away. They're not afraid of a fight. Number 13, drunk people don't turn sober instantly. And too many Christians turn, leave this church and leave their services all over the city. And they turn sober and back to the world instantly. They leave the church, oh, Shandai, Hyundai, you know, who stole my bow tie and all that stuff. And then they get out after worship and they instantly don't tell anybody where they were. Do you go to church? Get asked a question. Act like you're intoxicated from the Holy Spirit. Drunk people don't turn sober instantly. Number 14, there's two more. Drunk people hear things <laughs> and they see things. Do you hear that? No. No, I heard something. You say something? They hear things and they see. Are y'all getting the correlation this morning? Get vision. Get dreams. Get it in your spirit. Hear things and see things. Number 15 is the last one. Drunk people are impulsive. Drunk people are impulsive. Will you stand with me? Will you stand with me? And here's what I want you to do. Every single person, get out of your seat. Come up here with me for two minutes. Let me just pray over you. And then I'm going to release it. And if you got to leave, leave. Come on, there's security here. No one's going to steal your purse. They're all drunk people here. Come on, somebody. We see five purses. Come on, somebody. They won't even. 
Everybody, before you go home, two minutes. Worship team, start playing like last night. Let me just pray over you. Your promise still Every, Everybody, every family. Great is your faithfulness. Just raise your hands with me for a minute. Faithfulness. Pastor is going to come and dismiss you. I just want to pray. If you can stay for this the 45 minutes in between, I'll stay and pray with you. But if you got to go, you have the freedom. Go to work. You, you're released right after this prayer. Come on, somebody lift up your hands. Father, help us to be so intoxicated by you. I need someone to lift up your hands and lift up your voice right now. Father, fill me up afresh and anew. God, help me to be under the influence. Under the influence. Under the influence. Come on, sing that song. Under the influence. This is my confidence. Act like those guys did. Act like those ladies did. Act like those 120 people did. Filled with the Spirit. Accomplish your dreams. Yeah, worship team. Come on, Pastor. <laughs> Come on, filled with the Spirit, people. Be who God made you to be. In the name of Jesus. This is my confidence. Okay, lift up both hands. Pastor's going to dismiss the service. If you can stay for 45, for the in-between, I'll come and lay hands on anyone who stays, and, and we'll pray together. If you got to go, you know you can go. It's the end of the service, but just because it's over doesn't mean it's over. Come on, somebody. Just because it ends doesn't mean it ends. Come on, lift up both those hands. You are filled, spirit-filled believers. Now get under that influence every morning every day and every night. I prophesy and speak over this congregation. It's not a lazy congregation like we talked about last night. And because we are filled with the Spirit and intoxicated by God, we are under the influence in the name of Jesus. If that's you, even by faith, you're standing on it that you will be that way. Somebody put your hands together and somebody clap and somebody shout. Isn't God good? Let's, I encourage you, hang around. Just be here. Uh, you know, we are so grateful you're here. If you have prayer requests, prayer needs, well, we, we, you know, you can fill out the, the connection card, take it to the info center. We'll get a team praying for you all week. You know, if this was your first time here, we want to welcome you, and we hope that we can help you win in life. And if you'll give us your name and info and stop by the info center, they've got a gift for you. If we can do anything to make your life better, we want to know about it because we're going to do everything in our power to just do life with you, but to help you uh, do better. I want you to win. We believe that you're going to win. We believe that together we're better, and we need to make that connection. So, yep.
wave at my wife, Pastor. All the garden churches wave. One, two. Here we go. Three. Thank you. We love you guys. Be blessed. Have a great day.